0: I'm Bruce, And I'm Butter, And this is Rolling in the to... Dark. Oh my god, you didn't look at me that time. I didn't know when to go. <laughs> Sorry, You were looking at me, though. Yeah. So that worked out. It's in it didn't. <laughs> I was waiting for your eyes to look up so I can <laughs> say it at the same time. You just wait till I start. <sighs> no. It's <That's> kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> you want to mind melt. Yes. <laughs> I get it.
1: Um, so uh, last week, I completely forgot to ask you how you chose your derby name, Butter. Uh, ah, would you
0: care to share? I would. Um, so my name is but a cup but a for short um the way that it came up with this name was one i didn't want to show up to derby without a name because you know you get stuck with your government name yeah. if you don't if you take way too long to figure one out so for sure i literally lost sleep over trying to pick out my name i started googling websites i started using like name generators and mm-hmm. stuff and there was some good ones but nothing just like really stuck to me Yeah, and when you see them on the name websites, you're like, it's probably already been used. It's not original. Yeah, so I was super annoyed because I couldn't figure it out a lot. Like I said, I was losing sleep. And then, um, you know, when I was in the slugger program, I was uh, figuring out how how to do the T-stop. And everybody kept telling me, like, oh, it's like spreading butter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then I kept saying it. And I was like, yeah, it's like spreading, spreading butter. Yeah. But I was saying it with an accent, so it sounded like that. I was looking at the Powerpuff Girls, because I was a big fan of them. And I was like, okay, you know, I always liked the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, I w- never honestly wanted to be a buttercup. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I realized I am a buttercup. Yeah, kind of and, a buttercup. Yeah, and you know, there's nothing wrong with being a buttercup. She's yeah, I'm actually, a buttercup too. She is the coolest one out of all of them, to be fair. Yes, yeah To be fair. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with bubbles or blossom. Buttercup is tough. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be Buttercup. So I went up to Mac Daddy, and I was like, hey, I figured out my derby name. It's it's gonna be Buttercup. And then she was like, well, do you want it to be Buttercup or do you want it to be Buttercup? But. And I was like, actually, I like the way that sounds. I was like, but how would I spell that? And she's like, B-U-T-T-A. And you know me, I can't pronounce anything to save my life <laughs> which means i can't spell anything so i couldn't put that together and she's like yeah and i was like huh Buttercup. yeah i like it yeah. and um that is how there i we do go. it the rest yep. is history the rest is history Look a lot you of, now a lot of people think i did it because of my butt because i do have a, a decent sized one <laughs> but no it was because i kept saying You've butter, been known? like butter so. yeah there it is. Here we go. Yeah, I assumed it was butt-related. Yeah. For sure. But. You know, now it can be. It goes both ways. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it goes yeah, both ways. It's yeah, no like thing. a double entendre but kind of name. Yeah, so there is that. Uh, but a cup has That's been born. born. Okay. Right now, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> here you are.
1: Two, almost two years later.
0: Yeah, almost two years. Yeah, in March it'll be two years.
1: That's wild. Yeah, February will be my, uh, my anniversary. Oh, wow,
0: we actually started pretty close. I
1: know, like
0: one month. Dang, you played your first game really early. They threw you in there quick. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I got, when I started, yeah. you guys just barely, you and everybody else mm-hmm. just left the Sluggers program. And then like a week later, they were like, okay, so. The only reason we left was to get ready for that game. That's so wild. That's oh it. They God. were like, sorry guys, we need you in this game. Because so. I was, I think I was in the program for about two months. Yeah. Before they actually moved me out. Mm -hmm. I think it ended up being
1: around two months before I played my first game. Yeah, because two
0: months I played my first game because I remember specifically telling Bird that if I do not start into this the other side of the practice because on pra- in practice there's two sides there's sluggers and yeah, then there's like, like the, the regular the, team practice and that's like the
1: fresh meat program so yeah we call it sluggers it fits in with our theme yeah um other people will say fresh meat newbie program whatever so sluggers is that for us
0: yeah and so i was telling bird i was like listen if i don't figure this out in two two months i'm out most people,
1: out. most people it takes six months. That's the average to get out of the sluggers program. Oh, wow. Just so I you know. I
0: really high standards you for myself. You did high and expectations. I made, and I made it out.
1: So why don't we go ahead and dive in to this case yes. right here. So yeah, mm-hmm. this case was requested by at Maddie Herrera on Instagram. So thank you so much, Maddie. Yes, thank you, Maddie. This one's for you. Um, we are going to be talking today about a very notorious case happened right here in California, but way up north. In the rural town of Redding. Which, I don't know if you've been there or heard of it. It is 215 miles north of San Francisco. So, like, north, north, north California. Almost Oregon. Okay. Yeah, and it sits sits at the foothills of the Cascade Mountains. Right by Mount Shasta. So, that's kind of the big landmark. If you know where Mount Shasta is, that's where it is. I will look it up. So, there is actually a legend about Mount Shasta. That there's, like, a secret city of i don't know if it's like an ancient race of people living in the mountain i immediately believe it i believe it i believe it i think it's like something like they see people out walking at night in like white
0: robes or whatever that sounds yeah a little scary (laughs) (laughs) i mean
1: who knows it could just be your
0: run-of-the-mill cult you know i wonder if you're allowed to like approach them
1: i don't know i don't know if anybody ever has so Reading is a picturesque town gorgeous where everybody knows everybody So, it's November 2nd, 2016. It's a cold Wednesday, and the Papinis thought it was going to be a typical fall day. Keith and his wife, Sherry Papini, had two young kids, a boy and a girl. And that morning, Keith said goodbye to his wife at 6.50 as she was heading out for a run. She had just recently taken up running again.
0: Just like you. Just like me. yeah.
1: Yeah, and I must say, like, this story is kind of nightmare fuel for anybody that goes on runs or walks late at night alone. Don't go late at night. Or
0: just goes on runs just alone. Cuz actually this ever.
1: didn't happen. This didn't happen. This happened in the morning. Oh. 6:50 a.m. Like
0: that's I just That's why said. you don't get up and you don't go run. That's right. Just be lazy. Just sleep. Stay in your house. Close stay your blinds. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Cuz
1: if you go places that's hide, how you get killed. Hide in the closet and just stay there. Live there.
0: That sounds like my life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Keith headed off to work. He worked at Best Buy as an AV specialist. He took the kids and uh, left before Sherry got home from her run, which was typical. Uh, He dropped them off at daycare and he headed into work. When he got home that day, he was expecting to be greeted by his wife and kids, but instead he walked into a silent house. And it was not like Sherry to not greet him at the door. But he didn't assume the worst right away. Her car was still home, so he assumed that they were nearby, probably on a walk. So Keith looked through the backyard, didn't find anybody, so he opened up the Find My app on his phone to track where Sherry was. So the app showed that Sherry was near their mailbox off of Old Oregon Trail, which was about a mile away from their house. It was like one of those communal mailboxes at the end of the street um where like, you know, there'll be like a neighborhood of houses and all the mailboxes are in one. Okay, yeah. Zone.
0: Yeah, um, my house is kind of like that. There's um it's not like a mile away, but it's, it's a little bit of a walk up the street to get right. to my mailbox, yeah. Very convenient for the
1: mail person, probably.
0: Yeah, not convenient for me <laughs> no. at all.
1: So Keith, you know, he saw that they were by the mailbox. He wasn't worried. He figured, you know, they probably just went for a walk. So he hopped into the car, headed toward the mailboxes. And once he got to where Find My said that Sherry was, nobody was there. Instead, he finds Sherry's phone and attached to her phone are her headphones. On the headphones are strands of long blonde hair. And the song Everything by Michael Bublé was playing on repeat. And this just so happened to be their wedding song. So, who the fuck listens to Michael
0: Bublé when they're running? Who does that? (laughs) Well, and if you've heard the song, which I I looked it up. It's very slow. I don't know how to sing it. No, I don't know. (laughs) But...
1: (laughs) That song. It's not a pump-up song. It's not a
0: running song. It's it. not a, a jam. It's not, it's not getting any endorphins going. No, it's a Ma- slow dance it's, at your wedding song. Yes, it really is. So the fact that she's running to the song. I mean,
1: people listen to all kinds of weird stuff when they're working out, though. So it's not like people couldn't. She I mean, couldn't don't, listen to that. Like, don't
0: get me wrong. I listen to real sad music, too. But <laughs> Actually, now that you say that. Do you listen to sad music? Yesterday, I
1: ran and I listened to ambient music the whole time. What's that? That's like like Brian Eno, where it's literally just like tones.
0: Oh, ew. Why? I don't don't know. I was just zoning out. That would scare me. No,
1: it it was nice. It was like meditative. Ew. So Keith starts panicking when he finds the phone and the hair on the headphones and the wedding song playing on repeat. And he calls the daycare center and asks what time Sherry picked up the kids. But the kids were still there. They had never been picked up. Keith calls the police immediately and reports Sherry as missing. Let's talk a little bit about Sherry Papini. 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 She's She's not got a Panini.
0: Great, she got a great last name.
1: Papini. Yes.
0: Very, is she Italian? She, she, marri- Italian, she married. She
1: married into it. She was oh, not originally. She was Pappini. not a Papini. That was Keith's Keith's last name. So, uh, Sherry Keith is a Papini. Keith is the Papini, and now Sherry is also the Papini. Not the Panini. So Sherry was a 34-year-old woman who grew up in Reading and was very much well loved by her family and friends. She was known as a super mom. You know, she was just like a super loving wife and a really doting mother to her two kids. She lived in Reading from birth through high school up until the day she disappeared. Sherry knew Keith since childhood, and they even kissed while they were in middle school.
0: Aww, how
1: cute. So when they got engaged, Sherry kept a blog, and before the wedding, she made a post about how in love she was with Keith and you know, how much he helped her grow and this and that. So in 2009, they got married. Immediately, they were inseparable. They were very happy, totally in love, picture perfect. Everything's great. They quickly started their family and moved into Keith's childhood home. I mean, just literally live in the American dream. Yeah. They had their two beautiful children, and they just seemed to be living happily ever after. So when Sherry went missing, the media caught on, Right away, like wildfire. The locals of Redding were shocked that this happened in their small community. Keith right away went on to the news. He did interviews saying how worried he was. And he was asking the public to help him find Sherry and just to anybody with their help to get her back to him. Sherry's sisters spoke up and they were pleading for the public to come to look for Sherry. They were asking Sherry to come home and they were asking for any information possible whatsoever. Yeah. But Sherry coming home obviously was never guaranteed. Most victims of kidnappings, abductions, they're killed within 24 to 48 hours. And after that, you're looking for a missing person who might already yeah. be
0: dead. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Right. That's, 48 hours and then you got to start looking a different way. That's why They have a whole yeah.
1: show called 48 Hours. They really do. They yeah, sure do. Yeah. But Keith refused to give in to the dark thoughts. He really leaned on his community during this time to just continue looking for her, keep, you know, the interest up. He spoke in front of the city council and solicited their help to try to find Sherry. He said he was dedicated to doing anything and everything he could to get her face in front of as many people as possible to hopefully have her recognized. <laughs> so the community of Reading was on high alert. You know, everybody was chipping in sign makers were printing missing signs for free tons of locals were taking time off of work to volunteer and look for her you know people were even trying to do their own investigations going to where she went missing and looking for shoe prints and just doing anything hoping to get a lead yeah it's hoping just, to pitch i mean in. it's a
0: small town yeah everybody's all connected like right. i know exactly how it feels like it came from a small town as well Right. And, and
1: when, when one of your own goes missing. Yeah,
0: it's like, what the heck? It's all hands yeah, on deck. Everybody's in and out, like ready to go. Exactly. So, totally. Yeah.
1: So, one of Keith's friends decided to create a GoFundMe account for Keith. And just to show how in it this community was, they raised $50,000 in just over three days.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a Keith, rich community. <laughs> I
1: mean, North California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Keith even worked with the mayor to plan a balloon release to get more media attention, and hundreds, if not thousands, of locals showed up for Sherry at the release of the balloons. The community was all chipping in, doing their part to help Keith find Sherry. So within a couple of days, the Reading police had a news conference, and at that point, it became national news. She was no longer just on the local channels, but now she was on Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC. I mean, it went viral Yeah, and it was all anyone could talk about. She was, you know, a, a pretty
0: young woman, well, not young, well, yeah, kind of young. In her 30s, 34. you know, had young yeah.
1: kids, freshly freshly married. Just out on a run, yeah, in her neighborhood. So yeah. it wasn't just it wasn't just civilians. The police were on this, yeah. Um, but despite everything, there was absolutely nothing for police to go on. Detectives were left with almost no evidence, so their investigation was hitting a dead end. The police were checking out every avenue they could. You know, every possibility was still on the table. She could have been killed, kidnapped, ran away, yeah. and the sheriff had no leads. So he's
0: and they didn't have any like evidence. To help them other than the phone and the, ha- and the, ha- hair. And the hair strands. Okay. Right, but
1: they didn't have any kind of external evidence. Yeah,
0: okay. and she was on a like a running path kind of thing, or no? She was
1: on a street. She was on oh, okay. uh, Old Oregon Trail, which was, which was, it says trail, but it's a road.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Old Oregon Trail right. Road.
1: Yeah, by their mailboxes. So at this point, the police started to look at Sherry's life, assuming maybe somebody that was close to her did something. So the first person they're going to look at? The husband. So Keith actually uh, was very cooperative. Right away he passed a polygraph and he had an alibi he was at work he was clocked in at work it's so police story I'm he was <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm sure he was plus he had just dropped his kids off at daycare and then he went to work yes yeah. busy guy police were baffled at this point the armchair detectives the redditors got to work and started sending emails to keith and his friends you know trying to help out but also kind of being a nuisance yeah i mean sometimes they are helpful Well, the tricky tricky part is everybody was talking about it. Yeah. People were saying that they saw her at the local mall and at the local medical plaza. And another person said that she saw Sherry really distraught at a truck stop with two
0: men. Well, she did look like a basic white lady. So, I mean, it could have been anybody. She
1: could have been easily mistaken for another long-haired, blonde, white woman with blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not unheard of. So the police decided to go ahead and go through Sherry's phone, and they looked into all of her contacts. They actually found that two of her contacts were listed under women's names who were actually ex-boyfriends. Mm-hmm.
0: Shady, shady lady. Mm-hmm. Some shady business. That is some shady business.
1: And there was even... And the oldest
0: trick in the book. I know, right? <laughs> there
1: was even an ex-husband still in her contacts. So the police went ahead and they checked out all of the men in Sherry's life. They started reaching out to her ex-boyfriends, but none of them were anywhere near Reading when Sherry went missing. And police went ahead and determined this was probably not, like she was probably not someone who would just up and leave her life and family behind willy-nilly. Yeah. So 14 days go by now since Sherry disappeared. And on November 16th, Keith was desperate. He felt that police had given up, And he didn't want to wait for them to stumble on information, so he went ahead and hired a private consultant who specializes in kidnappings, specifically hostage situations.
0: Since when did this turn into a hostage situation? It didn't.
1: So it's, I don't know. This always was weird to me, too. Like, why would he assume that? Yeah. Why would he assume that she was kidnapped, one, and being hostage, held hostage, too.
0: Right. That's concerning she could like as far as he knows i mean maybe that's the only investigator he could contact that was like close maybe to he was he the wanted.
1: guy was local to reading okay, so, so it, yeah, it is possible yeah for sure
0: but that's a. I i mean yeah this isn't a hostage situation nobody's no. contacted them and been like hey
1: right no it's not but Keith yeah. hired him apparently to help sort out which tips could be legitimate and which ones were bogus okay so fair enough the consultant recommended that Keith try to keep Sherry on the news for as long as possible because he said, and which is true, once they stop reporting on her, she's gone. Yeah. The public, Once the public doesn't well, care anymore, the police are going to move on. on. Life still goes on. The There's going to be something else. else. Yep. Yep. So Keith decided to try a new angle, and he received an offer from an anonymous donor to put up $50,000 in cash to offer to Sherry's kidnappers. Okay.
0: So now which they're turning, also, they're turning it into a hostage situation. Exactly. Yeah. They're sort
1: of like, well, you haven't asked, but you um, know, we here's we got
0: we got money for we, you. We got money. Yeah. You know,
1: which I, I don't know if the if the police would be okay with this. It I, seems like usually they they don't want you to negotiate with yeah kidnappers and things. Well, you shouldn't. like That's, a bad precedent.
0: They're offering. I mean, I get for rewards for information for stuff. Yeah. But to be like, hey. If you have her, we got this money. It does open more things up for more people to say, oh, yeah, I've got
1: her, you know, and just want to, you know, have ploys to make the cash. Yeah. But whatever. So the consultant goes onto the news. He says, he says they have an undisclosed amount of cash. So maybe just to whatever. So people aren't like have their eyes on 50,000. He says they have an undisclosed amount of cash that they will offer to the kidnappers. And he says that the kidnappers have 115 hours to call a specific phone number to swap Sherry for the cash with no risk of cops or FBI.
0: 115 hours?
1: Hours. 4.79 days. What? A, what why four days? Not four days. 4.79 days. How do
0: you know when you get to the 7-9 part?
1: I don't know. I guess they probably just did a timer on their phone for 115 hours. Oh, okay. Put the timer on your oven or something. So that's really that's a weird like usually it's like eh, a day or two 4.79 days, but the 4.79 days go by and Sherry's still gone. There's no word from anybody. At this point, okay. they decide to take the ransom money off the table,
0: and instead, they... Well, the ransom money shouldn't have even been on the table, because it's not the, a ransom. Nobody it's was not asking a for a ransom. Nobody was asking for money. Nobody asked for that. Yeah.
1: Whatever. They're just trying everything. So, I mean, it, it's like, okay, I get it. You're desperate. You're going to try whatever you can. Yeah. But at this point, it didn't work. So, well, instead, they decide... Offer it as a reward, not ransom. So, here's that's what they yeah. did. Now, they doubled the money, okay. and they turned it into a bounty. Okay. So, if you don't know what a bounty is... That's basically where they will give a reward to somebody who finds the kidnappers and brings the kidnappers yes. to them. Dog so the bounty hunter. Exactly. You know dog, then you know bounty. Yes. So still the deadline comes and goes. No Sherry. Okay. So the community was on edge. They didn't know if this was one of their neighbors responsible or an outsider came in yeah. and did this. They felt like their close-knit town was no longer safe. Yeah. But a coincidence came to the surface. Years before, another woman had vanished from Redding, a woman named Tara Smith, actually a girl named okay. Tara Smith. She had even gone to the same high school as Sherry Papini around the same time, and Tara was never found. Okay. So Tara also grew up in Redding and was both the homecoming queen and arm wrestling champion.
0: Oh, you and her out that in common. I know. I would love to hang out with her. Yes. Arm her. <laughs> she probably
1: went. <laughs> she probably she uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> she was 16 when she went missing, and she was a student at Central Valley High School. So even though they went to school together, Sherry and Tara were not associated with one another. Okay. They just you know, went to the same school. Maybe they knew who each other was. Yeah. So Tara went missing on an August evening in 1998 and was last seen on the same road that Sherry went missing on. Tara was supposed to be at work at the family's mini golf business, but when she didn't show up, her mom called home, but she wasn't there either. Her little sister said that Tara had just gone out jogging. So the family started looking for her, and they were calling around, but nobody had seen her. But later that night, a friend called up and told Tara's mom that she thought she might be in a relationship with her 29-year-old taekwondo instructor, Troy Zink.
0: Taekwondo, he probably killed her.
1: (laughs) So after Tara disappeared, Troy was questioned extensively. Of course, he's number one suspect from the jump. He told the police that Tara called him that day and asked to see him. And when he did meet up with her, she asked him for $2,000, but wouldn't say what it was for. Okay. She's acting weird. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and this is all according to him. He said well, that Oh, yeah, he... we don't have Tara here to tell us her side of the story.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, who knows how truthful he's being. Yeah. Probably not 100% taekwondo so he did not give her the money so he says and he ended up dropping her off on old oregon trail
0: oh so he essentially was the last person to see her
1: he was the last person to see her and he dropped her off on the same street that uh sherry's phone was found Mm. so same exact street so troy at the time said that he dropped tara off and that he had gone to a nearby hill and prayed for five hours So he didn't know what happened to Tara. Because he was praying. He went
0: up a hill and prayed. But why would he be... For five hours. Praying for five hours. For five hours. But why did he do it at a hill? Why didn't he do it at a church? Like a normal person. Fair questions. Yeah. Fair questions. Mm-hmm. Seems like an unusual thing
1: to be doing. So this is, you know, whether or not he did it, this is what he told the police. Taekwondo, man. Taekwondo and pray. <laughs> that, should be, that, that, that should be yeah. on a show. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was thinking the same mm-hmm. thing. Like Taekwondo, Taekwondo and pray. And pray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: like it. So a few days now after Tara disappeared, Tara's family found a breakup letter that she had written to Troy. Oh. So the police. That's why he was praying. Yeah. So the police are coming up with what they think happened. They're assuming that instead of delivering the letter, Tara broke up with Troy in person. And everyone thought that he must have had something to do with her disappearance. His story is really bizarre. He was the last person to see her. He admitted that. Yeah. She has a breakup letter to him. He was the last person to see her. Yeah, She was 16. He was 29. He was a Taekwondo yeah. instructor, probably much wait, stronger than wait her. Wait a
0: minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's 16. He's She's, 29? Yes. That is very gross.
1: Right? No, for sure. So they, the police, they, you know, they think it's this guy. So they, they dig into Troy's history, and it turns out he had actually also had a criminal record. He had served time in jail for rape. Police searched his martial arts studio, and they found weapons, which was a violation of his parole. So he okay. was sentenced to four years in prison in prison for that, but police never found any evidence to prove that he had, had anything to do with harming Tara, and he was never charged any denies. Well,
0: with the history, with like that, it's, it's kind of hard not to be like, mm.
1: but it's all circumstantial. They had I no solid so. evidence. 18 years go by. And Sherry went missing.
0: Taekwondo did it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The detectives actually did. They started investigating Troy's whereabouts on the day um, that Sherry went missing. Well, the
0: case is very similar.
1: The difference is that this time... Troy had an alibi, and it was corroborated. And it was
0: not praying for five hours. No. Mm. He it. must have stopped doing that after. He was legitimately somewhere else. It okay. wasn't, wasn't zinc this yeah. time. Well, it's probably because she was listening to Michael Bublé as she was running. He was like, mm. nah, I'm good.
1: and <laughs> <laughs> was like, mm. lame. Tara's family, the mm-hmm. Smiths, rallied around Keith to offer some support since they understood what he was going through. Yeah. And then 22 days after Sherry disappeared... 150 miles away from Reading, on Thanksgiving morning, while it was still dark out, a woman was spotted running on the highway. She was desperately waving her arms, trying to get someone to pull over and help her. She looked terrified. She was frantic. She was nearly hit by traffic because she was darting in and out of the lanes.
0: Again, I wouldn't have pulled over. Wouldn't have pulled over for her.
1: So actually, a woman did pull over, didn't pick her up. She pulled over and she called 911.
0: Good. That that woman was me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she stayed there, and she oh, she stayed. She and stayed in her car. Oh. Yeah, she pulled over, stayed there, called nine one one to alert them that there was a woman on the highway who needed help.
0: Oh no, I would have drove by and been like, "I'm calling for you." Yeah, no, she pulled over, kept an <laughs> eye a, on her, good but citizen. didn't wasn't about to let her in the car. Yeah, I good. Well, you know.
1: So what this driver would soon learn is that this was the same woman who had been making national news, Sherry Papini. Mm. After a massive search had come up empty, the police were blown away that Sherry had simply turned up. Police alerted Keith that Sherry was found. And so, of course, he ran to the scene. Detectives reported that she was emaciated and heavily battered.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Her long blonde hair had been chopped off. She was extremely emotional, crying, and looked very frail and very bruised.
0: Oh, like you. (laughs) I actually don't bruise No, you don't (laughs) I don't, but I'll give
1: them (laughs) So when she was initially found by the police There was also a chain around her waist And she was zip-tied to that chain The police reported that the bruising was extreme And that they were at different stages of healing Okay So this was as if someone had beaten her Over the entire period of time that she was missing And how long was she missing up to this point? Three weeks Three weeks, okay I think 22 days. Okay. So not only that, but Sherry now also had a brand burned into the skin on her right shoulder. The brand was still scabbed and it was in the process of healing, but it was the word Exodus.
0: Exodus. Exodus. Like the Bible story. Yes. That's the second book of the Bible. Are you sure sure? it was in Taekwondo? Because he was religious. He was praying. Yeah, it was not him.
1: It was obvious that Sherry had suffered horribly, but she was still alive.
0: Yeah, it sounded like it. She was
1: brutalized. Like I mean, well, just, not
0: only that, she like they said that she looked skinny, like frail,
1: emaciated, right? Yeah, yes, just like barely alive.
0: Yeah, and then a brand on it. And like I've never been branded, but I'm sure it freaking hurts. I can't, I can't even imagine. I can't like can't even imagine
1: oh, the pain of that.
0: Just thinking about
1: it, Writing like every letter being like burned into your skin. Like oh, it that? wasn't
0: like a whole
1: No, it was like. Psh, psh, E X O D six letters. Oh my God! No. Yeah,
0: no. No.
1: Unbelievable pain. So, yeah. But she was alive. That's what mattered. And the hundreds of people who had contributed and searched and prayed for Sherry were all ecstatic. Yeah, literally, hallelujah, hallelujah. The sheriff's department made a statement that they would not rest until they found the captor or captors and bring them to and brought them to justice. Yes. So detectives knew that time was of the essence if they were going to catch these people. And they were looking for violent criminals. It was clear she had been assaulted. She yes. was, you know, still very much in a distressed state. But they, they needed to get her help to find out who did this to her.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's alive and she's able to tell them exactly what she remembers. Yeah, exactly. You know? She can tell
1: them their whole, her whole yeah. experience. But she had this unusual distrust of law enforcement. The police tried, but they couldn't get her to talk to them. Um, and in fact, they had to resort to asking Keith for help. So Keith actually came into the interrogation room to help keep her calm. And he was the one to interview her about what happened in front of the police.
0: Okay. was Were the police in the room, or was it just they kind of put them in a room and they were watching from the double-sided mirror kind of thing? Yeah. Like what were, you see on TV? Right, exactly.
1: Okay. So they, they were watching and they had the camera okay. um, that was filming and recording them. Okay. So Sherry told him that she was on a run in, her na- in their neighborhood when an SUV drove in front of her, turned around, came back, and out popped two Hispanic women who confronted her. One of the women had a handgun, and they ordered her into the vehicle. Sherry complied, and they drove off to an unknown place. So through more interviews, Sherry opened up much more. Okay while some parts of her story were clear other parts weren't making sense. a ton of sense or they weren't really consistent she told them that when she was abducted she was told to take off her earbuds and throw her phone and she said that she initially or she intentionally pulled out some of her hair so that Keith would find it and know that something had happened to her so that oh, was that was when okay, she okay
0: that's when she do, okay that's yeah. kind of smart on her part yeah. i mean
1: just to, like, leave a mark. Leave that,
0: something you know, there, yeah. That just shows quick, that, that was hers. Very quick
1: thinking on her part. Sure. So she said that the kidnappers usually had their faces covered, but when she did get a peek at them, one was older, one was younger, one had thick eyebrows, one had thin eyebrows, one had curly hair, one had straight hair, and she said that they almost exclusively spoke in Spanish while she was around them.
0: So they were basically the opposite of each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly uh-huh. One tall, one short, yeah. one fat, one yes. skinny.
0: Yeah, that's literally what she's doing. Right. So Sherry said And all the details are very vague.
1: All the details are very vague. They're
0: very vague. Yeah. Like... Mm. Right, not, not like, you know, this one had a scar on her yeah. nose or one had these earrings. Yeah, and, one um, had... Yeah, like,
1: this color eyes. The fingernails or,
0: were shorter, longer. Like Yeah, one of them reminded me of this actor or whatever. Yeah, if there was, I mean, 22 days, I mean, I get it, you're in distress and whatever, but yes. anybody who's seen a movie, and if you're smart enough to go and leave your hair there to be like, hey, you know, you would right. think that you're taking notes. Right, you're
1: thinking critically yeah. here.
0: So you might as, when you're getting taken, you look at the ladies and be like, you okay. You burn it into your Yes, brain. exactly. So if you do make it out alive, which is probably what she was hoping. Right.
1: She said that... Actually, for the most most of the time, she was there. That a mask was over her head, and when she was placed in the back seat of the car, all could she all she could see was the passing of trees through the mask. Okay. So she couldn't describe what type of vehicle it was or what color it was, which is a little unusual because she saw it pull up in front of her.
0: Yeah. Well, she also said it was. Didn't you say that she said a it was an dark, SUV, a dark SUV. It wasn't
1: dark. She just said an SUV. Ah, uh, okay. So she, yeah, she couldn't say if it was dark,
0: light, or whatever. She but just you said would it was think an because SUV. it stopped turned around came towards you yeah
1: okay that you might be able to identify what yes. color was maybe what type of well color again was.
0: like you were smart enough to pull your hair out and leave it right why wouldn't you start taking mental notes of everything that's but that's again Who it's knows? just me people thinking respond out loud. differently yeah, to just, these situations of a lot of stress but you're right it yeah, is worth I'm just, questioning i'm just think. thinking
1: aloud that's I all i think it's worth you know thinking yeah. twice about for sure um so when police were trying to find out where she went she said that the place she was taken to was rural and cold, possibly in the mountains. Okay. She said she felt they were by them Mount,
0: Shasta, Shasta, Shasta. Mount Shasta. 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 Shasta.
1: Like the drink. Shasta. Oh, Shasta. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you say it. Just you fun. just have to relate it to something <laughs> I know. <laughs> so she said that she felt them drive from a paved road onto a dirt road. Okay. And then they stopped, opened a gate drove the car through, closed the gate. Okay. She was brought to a raised home type and had to walk upstairs to get into the house. Okay. Sherry said that her kidnappers changed her clothes but kept her in her own underwear. And then one of the women cut off her long hair and told her she was going to send it to Sherry's mother. They let her shower, but they only fed her once a day. They would only feed her rice or tortillas or sometimes apples. She looked like she had been starving too. So this checks out. Yeah. Her shoulder bones were sticking out. Her face was emaciated. Yeah. So, you know, they believed her. Sherry said she tried to escape by ripping a board off of a window when she was trapped there. Okay. But they caught her, and when they did, the abductors punished her by keeping her in a closet, chained, chained by her waist to a metal pole. Okay. And she had only a bucket filled with kitty litter for a toilet.
0: Okay. So, really, I mean, these are, like... This is a detailed account. It sounds very detailed. She like went through and really Painted a picture. Yeah. Like I'm picturing it right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. your mind's eye. Yeah. So she said that the women beat the women beat her and tied her to a table and that's when they branded her. Okay. And she had really vivid descriptions of the pain
0: the crackling of her skin well i believe that she was branded it's there yeah you know right so no one's questioning whether (laughs) she was branded branded. i'm sure that pain was fully real yes so fair enough
1: so she said she was afraid to reveal all of this to the cops because law enforcement was very directly involved with her abductors in fact she said that the women who abducted her were planning on selling her to a cop
0: Okay, which is understandable why she was scared to say anything. Right, so
1: now she's saying that they are human traffickers Okay. and that they were going to sell her. So Sherry told them that one day she heard the women arguing in Spanish and then she heard a gun go off. Then after a long time, one of the women came to get her and they threw a pillowcase over her head, they threw her in the back of the SUV, and that's when they dumped her on the side of Interstate 5. She said that this whole time she was never sexually assaulted. She was never a victim of any kind of sexual activity. And she never, ever interacted with any man whatsoever. Okay. So, one thing that is a little bit unusual is that if Sherry was going to be sex trafficked and sold, why would the captors beat her, break her nose, cut her and hair off? Cut off her long, beautiful blonde hair. Yeah,
0: well, and brand her. And brand her like that's ruining the body almost like you're selling the body basically
1: right it's like ruining the goods yeah like what's the point of abducting a a beautiful white long haired blonde woman if you're just gonna take all all that away from her beat her starve her yeah and cut off her hair
0: that doesn't make any sense
1: I mean unless the buyer is like into that.
0: possible i mean yeah stretch. there's a lot of it's weird fetishes out there i'm yeah. sure but still
1: still a little weird so the police send sherry's clothes to the crime lab to test for dna okay later sherry spoke with a forensic interview interviewer from the fbi and from then on whenever she remembered any details in her mind she would reach out to them to report what she remembered okay so that they were able to take notes to help with their investigation yeah So, weeks and months went by, and police didn't seem any closer to finding Sherry's kidnappers. She was slowly adjusting back to life at home, but she stayed home most of the time and really wouldn't go out into public
0: at all. Which makes sense. Yeah.
1: One night, the parents of Tara Smith invited the Papinis over for dinner. Okay. So, uh, the Smiths said later that it was really obvious that Sherry had just been through something really emotional, and probably a lot of, and it seemed like she had been through a lot of physical trauma as well. Yeah. They said that when Sherry used the bathroom, because of the claustrophobia linked to being held in captivity, she had Keith accompany her to the bathroom to stay with her. Okay. So while Sherry was telling them about the details of her kidnapping, one of her rings slipped off her finger, and she said that this has been happening a lot since she lost so much weight while she was gone, none of her rings were staying on her fingers. Okay. A few days after Sherry was found on the highway, she applied for and received victim's assistance. And in her application, she said she was kidnapped at gunpoint and declared under penalty of perjury that everything she said was true and correct. Yeah. So the state paid for therapy for the next five years. Okay. But people were starting to question Sherry's story. Yes. It felt like it was surreal. And It was sense. surrounded by a lot of strange circumstances. You know, they were questioning why would the kidnappers dump her on the side of the road after all this? Yeah. Why well, especially because, like,
0: she's seen her attackers. I mean, yes, she's very right. vague on what they look like, but at the end of the day, she knows what they look like. Yeah, she knows what their car yes, looks like. Yes, and they did a lot of torture towards her. Exactly. Why would you just release, just her. release her? Exactly. It makes no sense. None. None at all.
1: No. So, um... And why would they release her on Thanksgiving morning, like just in time for the holidays? Yeah, just also, to, get her to her back to her family real
0: quick. So, sh-
1: but Sherry never entertained any of these questions and police weren't not talking to the public either or entertaining any of the suspicion.
0: Well, yeah, they didn't want to make it seem like they weren't believing the victim, you know, and mm-hmm. if they were questioning it, they're going to do it behind closed doors. They're not going to go right downright, And be like, we are questioning everything, you know, because it's not going to make them look good.
1: No, absolutely not. And actually, just a year before Sherry went missing, police in the nearby town of Vallejo came under scrutiny for saying that a local woman there who claimed to have been kidnapped and returned had been lying, and police said that it was all a hoax. They, though, were wrong.
0: And it wasn't a hoax. It was not a hoax.
1: And her abduction and the police's assumptions made world headlines because they did not believe a true victim.
0: Well, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Exactly. So these police were not about to do the same thing. Well, yeah, it happened when they you saw the town over. It happened in Vallejo nearby. Yeah. It happened the year before. Yeah. Similar thing. A woman kidnapped and returned. They're not going to yeah. go and be like, well, yeah, it's a hoax too.
0: Yeah. No, they're not gonna They no. already saw the mistake they made. After it's that. already hard for victims to come forward, let alone knowing that the police isn't, aren't going to believe you. Right. That's all. Uh, no. No. No, but
1: from the early days of the investigation, police were starting to hear a lot about people's doubts around Sherry's story. Even Sherry's close friends and family had differing opinions on the validity of what she was saying, but they didn't want to bring any of this out loud. Yep. They're going to do
0: it behind closed doors. They're not going to do it out in the open for everybody to see.
1: Exactly. So when police dug into Sherry's background, they found some incident reports from the early 2000s of family members uh, reporting that Sherry had vandalized property, broke into her sister's home, stole money from her dad. Oh. Um, yeah. So there was, and there was also an incident report from 2003 where Sherry's mother was saying that Sherry had been harming herself and blaming her mom for it. So not that you know any of this makes her yeah. guilty of anything, except you know maybe just being a little fishy.
0: Yeah, I mean it builds a little bit of a background, mm, right? So something
1: investigators thought was fishy was the clue that Sherry left on the side of the road. So how could Sherry go through the steps of pulling out her own hair, placing it on the earbuds or wrapping it around the earbuds, Yeah. and then placing the phone down all while being held at gunpoint? And another detail that Sherry said that was a little fishy was that while she was in the car, her hands were zip-tied behind her back, but then she talked about chewing through the zip ties, but she couldn't explain how she got her hands... From the back to the front to chew through the zip ties. Very flexible. So Sherry said that the kidnappers would allow her to take showers, but would force her to use kitty litter as a toilet.
0: Why didn't she just go potty in the shower?
1: Exactly. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Why why are they cool with her taking showers, but not cool with her using the toilet? Toilet, yeah. Um, So things weren't totally adding up. Sherry was also inconsistent with the reason for the branding. First, she said that it was punishment for trying to escape. But another time, she told them it was punishment for making too much noise. Then she actually said that the buyer requested that she be branded. So none of this was of huge concern to the police. They still believed her story. Okay. Her descriptions of her captors were two Hispanic women, one older, one younger. This actually rang a bell to someone on social media who had written a blog post written in 2003 by one Sherry Graff. And that was Sherry's maiden name.
0: Oh, yeah, because she's not Papini.
1: Well, she was married into the No, but Keith is
0: the Papini. She's not the Papini.
1: So the post was Uh. called Keep Walking, and it told the story of a white woman who was bullied by Hispanic women for being white. Here's a quote from the post. The chief problem was that I was drug-free, white, and proud of my blood and heritage. And this really irked a group of Latina girls, which would constantly rag and attack me. And then she said later on the post, "Being white is more than just being aware of my skin, but of standing behind skinheads and having pride for my country."
0: Okay,
1: racist. (laughs) This is very racist. Very racist. Skinheads. Yeah, I mean not just white, not just white men. Racist. Yeah, white supremacists. Yes, and it's two Hispanic women.
0: Yeah. Well, this is—is is it? It's a fictional blog post, or is this it, was a w-
1: fictional blog post okay. written by Sherry Graf, quote unquote,
0: aka okay, Sherry Papini.
1: There was no sure proof that it was the same Sherry Graf who wrote this, and Sherry denied, of course, writing all those things and said maybe someone posted under her name.
0: Obviously, it's impossible. But how
1: long ago was it? It was in two thousand three, and, and she was taken
0: in two thousand and nine. You said no, no. Two.
1: She was taken. In uh two thousand sixteen.
0: Okay, so that was long enough. It was fourteen
1: years before.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. You so know, somebody like wrote it in your name. Because it's just painting the picture of who they really are. Yeah. In the sense. So, right. you know the truth will come out. Eventually, yes. Eventually. And especially if you got the armchair detectives on Reddit and They're Facebook gonna find it. They're gonna find
1: it. So at this point, detectives just needed hard evidence. Yes. In early 2017, they finally received the results from the crime labs, and they did find trace amounts of DNA on her clothes and on her body. Okay. They found DNA from two different individuals. One of them was a partial profile that they never got a hit on, but the other DNA sample was strong. So the police were able to enter the DNA Nicotis, which is a huge law enforcement DNA database, to hopefully find a match. OK? And it did take a few days to get the results back, but there was no match. OK? They determined, though, that the degraded DNA had come from a woman, whereas the other sample found in her underwear came from a man, which is completely inconsistent with everything Sherry told
0: them. Yeah, because didn't she say that she didn't get sexually assaulted in any way? She
1: said she and never And she never came even, and
0: encountered with a man, yeah, right?
1: she never even interacted with any kind of man at all that whole time. So behind closed doors, detectives were investigating the source of the male DNA. They tried using a familial DNA search because this was now 2020, and they had just caught... The Golden State Killer
0: doing the same thing.
1: Oh, okay. So, like, DNA. it's like
0: the um, 23andMe, right? Um, stuff like that. That's how they're using. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So they right. put,
1: they're putting the DNA into the familial database because they might not get an exact match to that person, but they might find a, a relative family member. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who could, you know, narrow it in? So finally, in March of 2020, there was a hit on a family member of the man whose DNA they recovered from her underwear. So they investigated the possible links to this family member, and one of them was a man named James Reyes. He was a Costa Mesa local and an amateur hockey goalie. Mm. He he also managed the skate store at the local ice rink. He was a single guy. Police described him as a burnout. So the detectives traveled down to Costa Mesa, and they staked out his trash can. They wanted to hopefully, you know, get something that yes. he put his DNA on. Yeah, so. that makes
0: sense. Yeah. yeah. So they Especially if t- they think it's him.
1: Right. Then yeah. they could verify it or mm-hmm. whatever. So they were able to identify a bottle of green tea, and they got his DNA off the bottle. And the DNA was a perfect match. So mm-hmm. they found
0: mm-hmm. him. All right, Mr. Reyes. Mm-hmm.
1: So detectives dug deeper into James Reyes, and they found that he was an ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend of Sherry's. And they were even engaged at one point. Okay. They had known each other since they were in their early teens. So, detectives showed up unannounced at his door, and he was completely shocked to see them there. This had been years, four years after the whole Sherry incident. Okay. So, they interviewed him, and at first he was really limiting what he was telling the police, but eventually James started singing. Okay. He said that he got back in touch with Sherry in 2015 when he had mailed some of Sherry's things back to her parents' house. So Sherry, then after that, reached out to him, and they started talking from there. Okay. Sherry told James that she was a victim of domestic abuse. He wanted to be a friend to her, because Keith apparently was being abusive. So James wanted to be her savior and get her away from him. Okay. Sherry told James that they needed to talk in secret on burner phones so that Keith wouldn't find out about it and hurt her.
0: And this is the same husband that she's talking about, the one who was, like, distraught looking for her.
1: Yep, same guy. Okay. Same one. So,
0: this Keith. He doesn't come off as the type
1: to... He doesn't, but what does James know at this point? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Sherry mailed James a care package which contained instructions of how to get there and uh, where to pick her up. Okay. The plan was for James to drive the 600 miles from Costa Mesa to Redding to rescue Sherry, and James found a friend to rent a car for him, so the rental wasn't even in his name. Wow. So after driving to Reading, James waited for a text from Sherry on his burner phone. When he got the text, he drove down the gravel road until he spotted a sweaty Sherry Papini in her running clothes. Okay. He picked her up, and she left the cell phone there. Sherry got in the car and laid flat in the back seat and barely said a word to him for the 600-mile road trip back to Costa Mesa, which, by the way, was a
0: 10-hour drive. A 10-hour She just laid. She laid there silently for 10 hours. Wow, that was a probably a real awkward car ride.
1: Right? Can you imagine being him and like maybe a little excited to go see his ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance, yeah. and then she gets in the car, lays in the back seat, and is silent for 10 hours? That is... <laughs> Just thinking about it. Just laying <laughs> it's there like,
0: like
1: uh. <laughs> it's like, did you, I wonder if he tried to make small talk at all oh. while she was back there. <laughs> <And> she was <laughs> like, just like, so how you been? She's like, shut up, I'm in character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. She was living the fantasy at that point. Yeah. When they finally got back to James's place, he said everything seemed normal. She asked to be in a specific room, so he had to go ahead and move all the furniture out so that she could hide out in there. He continued going to work, Going to his hockey games. And within the first few days, Sherry deep cleaned his whole apartment. So he was like, oh, this is oh, awesome. This is
0: nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But according to James, they were never romantic. He said that if James's DNA was on her clothing, it must have gotten there some other way. And it's, I don't know. I mean, it seems a little weird that they wouldn't hook up at all. Yeah,
0: especially because how much history there is.
1: Right. Right there. I mean. Exactly, like, why would she do all this?
0: Yeah, well. If not to hook up
1: with an old fling. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I also kind of believe, I mean, he's coming clean with everything.
0: Yeah. yeah. So why would he lie about about that? From what you describe, he's kind of a burnout, so like. Yeah don't know if he has enough brain cells to lie to so, concoct something yeah
1: or why he would choose to lie about that one thing yeah you know and, and everything not, else is everything true. else yeah that, yeah
0: that makes no sense but you know, right so this whole case doesn't make
1: sense no it doesn't but apparently <laughs> so you know she could have easily gotten his dna on her underwear just from being in his house sharing laundry loads with
0: him yeah i mean they're living they're essentially living together they and are. i'm pretty sure like It's not that hard if they're using the same washer and dryer. exactly, Or, you know, sitting on the same couch. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean. Makes
1: sense. Things happen. He's like, you know, a bachelor guy. I'm sure his DNA is all over the place. So Sherry apparently had followed the news this whole time of her search and her family looking for her, and she watched it all on her burner phone. She stayed inside the apartment the entire time, and things started getting stranger. Within a week, Sherry cut off her own hair and she refused to eat until she looked completely emaciated. She was starting to bang her head on the bathtub, giving herself severe bruises and
0: up to even breaking her own nose. Okay, so like right there, I would be like, like something's wrong. You need help. Did Scored. he just like look the other direction while she was banging her head on the...
1: <laughs> no, because <laughs> he said that she demanded that he beat her. She wanted him to take part in it. And he was okay with that? Did he? He did not beat her. Okay. He would instead shoot his hockey pucks off of her legs and shins. And Sherry apparently asked him to hit her in the face with his hockey stick. He didn't want to. So he said that she just ran as fast as she could face first into the hockey stick while he just held it out. I <laughs> guess you got to
0: practice, right?
1: <laughs> right. For him. I mean, I feel like he was able to justify his involvement.
0: But yeah. you know, if I was in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, let's say I disregarded the haircutting, uh-huh. the bruising themselves, whatever. Yeah. And then they come to me and be like, hey, I need you to, like, hit me. Right. And give me bruises and, uh-huh. you know, like, uh-huh. run into me 800 times and yeah. whack me in the head. Ha- well, like,
1: what if you were like, well, I'll do it, but only if I can practice my derby hits on you. Oh, well, they wouldn't be that hard.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> but... I would just kind of be like, Are you okay? Why I do you know. why do you need me to hit you? I mean, he did take kind of an
1: active part in it. Remember, she got branded. She didn't brand herself. Oh my god, did he brand her? So he says that Sherry gave him specific instructions. She wanted him to go to Hobby Lobby, buy a wood burning kit, and he you said know he got
0: that fifty percent off. <laughs>
1: gotta Google that coupon. <laughs> He said he didn't know what he was branding on her. She simply handed him the letters, and he did it he, as he, he was told. And he couldn't spell it out as he was as he was doing it? He just, no. you know, apparently in this whole wow, three he w- weeks, he, he have never made... clicked his brain to the on position and put anything together. He
0: would have made a great husband.
1: <laughs> no questions asked. He just did everything he was told, He's just no a, questions a down-ass asked. husband. Yeah, A I down-ass like it. man. All right, so after three weeks... James said that Sherry started missing her kids and wanted to go home. So they drove together back towards Reading on the night before Thanksgiving. On the way back, he says she threw away her burner phone out the window, as well as any other items which would have tied her to where her location was.
0: Did she lay down in the back? Yeah. For the... She tied her
1: own hands using a chain and zip ties and and hose clamps. And again,
0: he didn't question that at all. He was just like, okay. I mean,
1: at this point... You know, he had already driven her the 10 hours down where she was in the back seat, silent. She had cut off all her hair, starved herself, broke her own
0: nose, ordered him to brand her. But he didn't just go like, hey, maybe let's wait it out until you look healthier. You're going to scare the kids. You know
1: what? He was like, well, she kind of, she deep cleaned my apartment. That was pretty cool. I guess I kind of owe her a
0: solid. It's hard to believe that after all this, that this man just sat there and was just like,
1: yeah. Okay. I mean, he was just used to it, I guess. He, you know, at this point, she was calling all the shots, and he was just nodding his head, going along with it. Oh she, you know, maybe he was like, maybe all this domestic abuse got to her head, and she wants and to abuse herself. And she's losing it,
0: and she misses the abuse, and now she's hitting herself again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, maybe. Things aren't clicking. Not Especially so not in his head. So, it's just like, I don't no. know. Well, it
1: is. It's so silly, like. After this, he literally just drove home and went to Thanksgiving dinner with his family and never talked about it for four years.
0: That is true. Yeah, it was four (laughs) years until they questioned him.
1: Right. He never
0: was like, maybe I should tell police about this. Maybe she's all over the news. Or like tell the family about it, like his family. Right. He was just like, eh. This is okay. It'll come out when it comes out.
1: Well, I mean, he's kind of a real one because he could have sold that story for so much money
0: to any news agency. Well, and I'm sure he was listening and and seeing that people were already questioning it. And he's sitting there with the real story. And he's just like. He's a funny one. He's an interesting one for sure. He's a funny one. You know. So the police were able to
1: corroborate all of James's story. And they confirmed the whole story of the rental car, sharing Sherry being there at that time, etc. Okay. So now that they had this information, detectives were able to piece more together from Sherry's story. For example, Sherry said that she was chained to a pole, which ran up and down, and she made diagrams and drawings, which were turned over to the FBI. Okay. Now, when they looked in James' apartment, they found the pole, and they found other items which matched Sherry's description of where she had been. An FBI agent who had been studying Sherry's blueprints actually entered the house, shook his head, and said, yep, this was the house.
0: Okay, so she was lying, but not lying. Right, Like, exactly. everything kind of had a little bit of a truth to it, because she was actually yeah. in
1: this house. And that's what it
0: looked like. Yeah. Well, she put a lot of thought into it, because... A lot. She's sitting there like, okay, how am I going to make this story seem believable? Right. Well, you know what? I'm just going to take what my surroundings are, at least yeah. so it makes sense logically.
1: Right, Exactly. Any any good lie has some truth in it. Yeah, for sure. And I think like if I were gonna try to fake my own kidnapping, yeah, there's I am not smart enough to think about every little detail. Like neither that. am I. No, try to twist that kind of tale into what someone would believe was what happened versus yeah. what actually happened. I just am not creative enough. So I got, you know, credit where credit's due. Yeah, she
0: definitely put a lot of thought into it and was just like, okay, well, I might as well use my surroundings because it's probably easier to lie with some truth in it. So she's exactly. like, oh. Because she doesn't have to remember every detail. Yeah, because if why, they ask truth... her, like, where was the pole? And she's like, oh, well, it was right there, you know? Right. And that seems plausible because but she took it, it from a logical place.
1: Exactly, and it's always going to be the same answer from her. Before Sherry
0: knew that James had been identified, the
1: police went ahead and brought her in for another interview to give her a last chance to be honest and come clean. But she again insisted that it had been two Hispanic women who took her Same story as always.
0: One old, one young.
1: One old, one young. One One thin eyebrows, one thick eyebrows. One curly hair, one straight hair. Yes, okay. Very vague. (laughs) So when police confronted her with the information that they had gathered, Sherry just shut down. She completely dismissed everything, tried brushing it off as being untrue. When she was reminded that lying to the police is a crime, she became unresponsive.
0: Well, yeah, because she's been caught now. Exactly. I wouldn't know how to react either after I had a whole town looking for me. Yeah. And then I come back in this dramatic entrance and come in through and then have everybody feel sorry for me, have a family who actually was missing their daughter. Yeah. Take me in and say, yep. you know, all this stuff and take yep. care of me, My the community raising all this money for mm-hmm. me. Getting get therapy.
1: In, getting yeah. victims assistance. Yeah. Like, literally money.
0: All those resources that were yeah. used towards you. Yeah. So like five? i would sit there in silence too i ain't got nothing to say right now i'll right. be like uh, damn i'm busted this yeah fail. jesus put the cops
1: on me so it's now five and a half years after sherry first went missing and she would be uh, once again in the news because she was now arrested and the truth of her story came out to the public
0: oh my gosh okay so one question now yeah. that we're at the end mm-hmm. why did she do it i wish
1: i could tell you exactly why I can tell you my best guess is she just wanted her main character moment. She wanted to be the victim. She had seen uh, Tara Smith go missing 18 years ago. Yeah, She had seen the woman a year ago in Vallejo get kidnapped and returned. She wanted her own moment in the sh- in she the wanted spotlight. her lifetime movie. she wanted the attention she was maybe bored with her picture perfect life
0: and she wanted to just mix it up so but there's no re- she hasn't came out with a reason why no after, I've had enough with her <laughs> I've had it I know for
1: real so after Sherry was confronted police had a sit down with Keith the husband the husband okay so they first started showing Keith pictures of James at Reyes's apartment. And Keith apparently was literally jumping up and down, so excited that they had finally found the place oh, so that wait, she he had been held.
0: He doesn't know that it's a lie yet.
1: Right. Oh. So as police told him that this apartment they're describing was the apartment of an ex-boyfriend of Sherry's and everything that James had told police, Keith slowly began to understand that everything that he had been told was not actually what had happened. But people questioned Keith's involvement since the beginning. Really? Yes, because of how much he was on the media and how he hired the kidnapping consultant.
0: Oh yeah, the hostage negotiator guy.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, when there that was, was like a when nobody was like, oh yeah, we've got her yeah, held hostage. that was a little.
0: It's a little weird. Questionable,
1: but and it, the whole time that she was gone, he never referred to Sherry as being missing or kidnapped. He always said she was quote taken. It's a little weird.
0: That is a little weird.
1: Yeah. So after Sherry was found, she completely avoided the media and public.
0: But you don't think that he just, like, did that to keep her face in the media?
1: After Sherry was found, she didn't talk to the media, but he did. He went and got interviewed on 2020, other news stations and stuff. After she was found? After she was found. He would go and uh, take interviews. Oh. So when the public started questioning her story, Keith actually released a statement on Good Morning America where he said that anyone who was questioning the story's validity was subhuman. But he said nothing about the kidnappers. Plus there was that victim's assistance that Sherry got mm-hmm. and the $50,000 that had been raised in the days after she went missing through GoFundMe. I mean, they didn't know how much they were going to make, obviously. Yeah, if true. they were planning this out, they didn't know how much it would I be. I just feel like
0: $50,000 to fake your own. I mean, actually, that's not
1: that I bad. mean, that's a pretty good paycheck right there. Yeah, that is actually not. And it was it. reported that after Sherry reappeared, Keith still took over $30,000 from that GoFundMe account and put it right there. Into his personal checking account. For what? Exactly. Mm, He did it. (laughs) He was a part of it. Knowing that Sherry never slept with James Reyes and spent the whole time torturing herself doesn't make a ton of sense if the motive... It
0: makes no sense whatsoever. Why
1: him if you're not going to fool around with the guy? Mm -hmm. Maybe instead of an old fling, the motive could have instead been financial and Keith and Sherry were both in on it. And a lot of people thought that... Well, then James um,
0: should have been on in, in on it, too. And maybe right. he got a cut from the money. Like Exactly.
1: And there's cause no... Because that would
0: make more sense why he was so compliant with he, certain things.
1: You're right. Right. So, if he was getting a paycheck.
0: Yeah, if he was getting paid out of it. I, I mean, mean,
1: who knows? There's possible that that
0: happened. Where did that $20,000 20, go? Because if they made fifty, Well, it probably paid for the, the, um, the hostage negotiator, man. Yeah, it probably yeah. paid for him. That's in, what I'm thinking. In big part, yeah. yeah.
1: But there was never any evidence that proved that Keith was involved in the planning or executing of this whole plan. So the charges against Sherry Papini carried a maximum sentence of 25 years. The police wanted her to serve time for wasting police resources yes, and, of course, lying um, yes. to the cops. Yeah, which she, makes sense. She also defrauded the taxpayers by using victim's assistance funds and resources which are
0: obviously intended for real victims. Which she did not need. Didn't need it. Wasn't a real victim. The only victim she was is to herself. Exactly. So.
1: The defense attorney argued that disappearing isn't illegal. And if the police chose to use their resources, that was on them. And they also argued that she was just mentally ill, which is well, why she would still, inflict yes. such harm on herself. Yes. Obviously, if They've,
0: a woman goes missing, you want the police to react, right? Well, not only that, her phone, her hair was yeah. found. It was set up like it was a kidnapping. They lost, right? Like. She oh was, yeah, okay, no, they they didn't have a leg to stand on at all. They're okay, great. because yeah, no, h- they already kicked <laughs> that
1: leg down. So <laughs> kickstand gone. So I mean, the only tricky part was like what to charge her with. Was yeah, Sherry a criminal, sense, yeah. or was she a woman struggling with mental health issues? A little of both. Um, how could she really pay for what she had done? Like, what's the way to make this even, Stephen? Here, yeah. So eventually, Sherry made a plea agreement of eighteen months in prison followed by 36 months in supervised housing. She pled guilty to one count of mail fraud and one count of lying to a federal agent, and she agreed to pay at least $300,000 in restitution. Uh, which is more so than what they made. Didn't pay off.
0: Yeah. So you said she got convicted of lying to a federal agent.
1: Yes, and mail fraud.
0: Just one federal one agent? One lie. Yeah. One lie. Correct. Correct. When this whole that was the story was a it lie. It was
1: a plea agreement, so they could have gone to trial and you know convicted her for the full arsenal of crimes that she
0: had committed. But there so many lies that were in there, and that she's all like, "Oh, I mean, no, she, just one federal drink." I lied uh, to
1: based the on whole the sentence, world.
0: She, got lied to.
1: Yes, she didn't get out of it scot
0: free, though. That's no, she a, didn't. I mean, three hundred
1: thousand dollars. Good God, that's intense.
0: It is, but still, like. Could be. I mean, there isn't really anybody who needs justice.
1: Mm, Right. Justice is
0: do not due to anybody because
1: not nobody was violent or nobody was was really victimized. Nobody was victimized except for Sherry by Sherry. Yeah. It was just sort of a whole you know lie and and story put on for the whole world.
0: And they didn't like put her in a mental hospital other than supervising housing. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. So.
1: Sherry did issue a formal statement, apologizing for lying and deceiving her family, friends, and the public. And two days after Sherry pled guilty, Keith filed for divorce. Okay. He was granted temporary custody of the kids.
0: Right. And so.
1: right, right now, Sherry's in the final stages of her divorce proceedings. And just days ago, actually, Keith took her to court over Sherry having a $3,000 spending spree <laughs> at best buy in 2022 oh wow i mean i can't imagine like keith like based on what tara smith's family was saying like keith was in it he was like there for her going to the bathroom with her Yeah, that's what it sounds like you know, I mean, like, he seems like
0: he really cared about her right so know? for
1: her to like lie this hard to him well yeah that
0: whole time that whole like five years well not only that she like took off with her ex fiance. right not saying they did anything but Let's like i'm sure yeah. that crossed his mind once he found While out he's about everything like crying on the news yeah. and um, asking the whole public and keep, for and help keeping her face in the public eyes so like right. everybody I find mean, justice for her kind of thing everybody
1: knows her now especially in that community that yeah. they live in mm-hmm. of course they're gonna know him and their yeah. kids like talk about a sucks. life ruin oh yeah. my god so tara smith's family is still pushing for justice for tara yes While Sherry's case was investigated for five years to determine that she had lied, Tara's was only investigated for about a year and a half, and she was never found, and the family is still hanging out to hope that one day the case will be solved. So I will say anybody with information regarding Tara's case is asked to contact the Shasta County Sheriff's Office at 530-245-6135. And that is the story of Sherry Papini. Wow. Yeah wow.
0: That's all I can say is wow. Thank you, Maddie. Maddie.
1: Yeah. For your request. That was a really interesting one. And, lots it was, of twisties I, and turnies. Didn't, I didn't know
0: anything about that case until now, mm-hmm. which was very wild. It was a, wild, a wild, ride wild ride that you took me on because first I was like, oh no, this poor woman. Right. Then I'm like, Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my god she it was her
1: she, she even fooled me yeah she fooled everybody oh my god yeah well not everybody a lot of people never bought it
0: but it was why i mean just uh, all well, of it, it I was bought like it was, for the
1: first was keith involved 45 minutes oh could it have been the same person there's that so it, many
0: did. twisties and turnies that it could have been and then for it to yep. fall back on her it's mm-hmm. kind of just like
1: right, she just orchestrated well, the whole damn thing yeah well thank you guys for listening please yes, give us a you. follow on instagram at rolling in the dark pod uh, if you have any case suggestions or input, please write to us at rollinginthedarkpot at gmail.com. As always, our sources for this story and our trigger warnings are in the show notes. <laughs> Although a little late to tell you that.
0: Yep. The trigger <laughs> warnings should have been in the beginning. But my bad. My bad. Also just want to say we do listen to those case suggest- suggestions. <laughs> suggestions. Thank you to yeah. everyone
1: that has written to us so far. Please write to us. We love it.
0: Yes. It's very exciting watching this podcast grow. Yeah. Little by little, but it is, and it's all thanks to you guys. So we appreciate everything you do.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And with that, we are rolling out. Roll out.